I um, saw that they were on, I think it's the front page of Reddit. I don't know all the, the terms for everything, but I saw the, them on Reddit for this the stuff in Texas. And I read some of the comments because I'm always interested in I, 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 not other people's opinions of things, I guess, to a certain degree. Uh, but it was it was kind of cool to see all the comments and people are like, wow, I had no idea that this is what the Satanic Temple does. And people are saying, oh, wow, I guess I'm a Satanist now. <laughs> so lots of people, I think, were signing up, joining. And just in perfect amount of time for September. Woo. All right. It is September, a.k.a. the month of Satan, and we are worshiping his unholiness all month long and today we have a very very special movie uh because this is the weekly podcast massacre i am your host michael murphy but everyone calls me murphy with me as always uh, i'm greg anderson from los angeles i'm kill and are we 100 percent certain of what satan's pronouns are oh that is a good question very good point to make to bring mm. up we do always associate him as as a as a male, right? But they don't precisely have gender, and this movie kind of even gets into that a little bit, right? True, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the name Lucifer, usually nicknamed Lucy, so Lou mm-hmm. is also what it, uh, Constantine calls him towards the end. So, oh yeah, yeah, the more casual kind of like uh, you know laid back kind of jokester devil usually they call him lou that's so that's always the direction these things go although i totally could see it being like a uh david bowie androgynous type of of character yeah. like very fluid back oh, and forth yeah if you guys remember that character on um uh powerpuff girls right just called him and it yes. was this sort of play in this very idea yeah very a feminine version cool i think it's it's based it goes depiction to depiction like this is definitely a masculine energy that's that peter stormare is bringing in this movie okay so i actually have a thought about it and we can well we'll just go ahead and jump to it this is the type of energy i wish Jarrett Leto had brought to his version of the joker where it's it's kind of like a slimy gangster but he has fun with it as well Absolutely. Instead of, yeah. you know, going way off the the reservation. Right. And he's not even precisely telling jokes in that movie or even kind of like seemingly enjoying himself. <laughs> but this is like, this is Peter Sermier just having a good time with this role and this dialogue. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. I think he, um, he had a big, big say in his appearance as well, like with the dripping oil or tar or whatever and the white Ooh. suit. I think uh, um, yeah. he, yeah. he he made a lot of decisions with that. All fantastic, and it and it works. Like the he has a small like tattoo on his neck, and mm-hmm. yeah, it it is it is one of my favorite depictions. But we'll get to it because that's like the end of the movie. We we had to jump towards the end to start at the beginning. World War Two. <laughs> the Nazis are in control of the Spear of Destiny, and then apparently lose it in Mexico. So this is where we start. We start with some text about how whoever holds the Spear of Destiny controls the fate of the world, and it's been missing since World War II. Some random, seems down on his luck, uh, Mexican man breaks through a little uh, wood crate something and then 
finds a swastika flag with inside of it the spear of destiny now did you guys know about the spear of destiny have you heard of the 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 artifact before yeah i had i think the first place i i heard about it was it's the subtitle to wolfenstein 2 it's called wolfenstein Mm. 2 the spear of destiny and i think as a kid i looked that up on wikipedia and kind of read about it there but no it's not a super common like thing talked about with the bible right i don't think it's mentioned in the bible at all it's like a very that was really weird Thing. It's weird to me that you just said that you looked, you used Wikipedia when you were a kid. <laughs> well, like junior high, like so, not like little little kid, but <laughs> yeah, but still, we didn't have that. Yeah, no, we still high. have the Encyclope- Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> I had a little bit. Of, I had a lot of experience with that too. But middle was... school was what did we? we were, middle school is when we learned to type and <laughs> yeah, played Oregon Trail. Oh wow! Yeah. You don't know what it was like in the early 2000s, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s. I, I just know the tail end of it, yeah. So, yeah, it's not like the Shroud of Turin, which is another one of the like bigger mm-hmm. kind of artifacts of the the crucifixion. But basically, yeah. there was the, you know, it was taken too long. So Roman guard was like, fuck this, let's just stab him. Poke, poke. And then they went along their way. But which is important because then it has the blood of God, it has the mm-hmm. uh, necessary purpose for, I'm sure, plenty of, you know, incantations or magical elixirs. Uh, this happens, the guy gets hit by a car, but he's completely fine. He's apparently invulnerable because of holding the spear, which was a great, a great effect uh in the early 2000s this reminded me of that that infamous scene from meet joe black if you guys have seen that scene where oh my god i saw that in theaters like i actually haven't seen a child i i fucking hated it when i was a kid like i was angry (laughs) i left the theaters mad i think i was just too young to see that or something i just didn't get it i was so mad i was trying to does does satan factor into that plot is that does he is he in there could we have picked it potentially (laughs) for this month if you put it on the list, I'm done. You know what? Kills out. <laughs> no, but the only scene I have seen from it is there's a, a part where he gets hit by a car, and it's like a similar effect, and it's it looks gnarly. <laughs> um, this this reminded me a lot that of that. That may have been why I didn't like the movie. I kind of, I don't remember why, I just really remember hating it, and it's probably because it was stupid. It seems really goofy. Gets hit by a car. It's always one of those ones I'm like, you know, I, I've heard such terrible things about it. I should watch it at w- one point, right? Should I? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take Kill's advice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So uh, he is now heading towards Los Angeles. That's where, that's where he's making a beeline to the north. Coming for Greg. And then that's when we go to Los Angeles and we meet our hero, John Constantine, played by the magnificent Keanu Reeves. Yeah, there's a meme about him. Sorry, real quick. There's a meme about him not aging, but he does look so kind of fresh faced in this versus how I'm used to seeing him now. Yeah. So and this is like his first, not the first role he's done after The Matrix, but after they Mm -hmm. wrap the trilogy he had done i looked up like two small bit roles and then this is his starring vehicle afterwards and you know not not a spoiler to say it didn't actually do like too too well and then we never got any real sequels 
but this I thought was like yeah. going to be his, you know, his franchise, you know, and then 20 years later we get, or 10 years later, John Wick happens. So there are people who like this movie. Was this a movie that people liked at all? I like it. I've always had a good time with it. Oh. Oh. Everything I'd heard about it was that it's it's a really bad adaptation of the comic. I yes. just remember that was the whole narrative when it came out. Like people were just saying it's not right. It's not the it's not Hellblazer. So, you know, they kind of like immediately poo-pooed it, but Everyone's like, actually, if you watch it as its own movie, though, kind of fun. And that's exactly how I look at it. I think only four characters actually survived outside of Constantine actually, like, survived the transition from comic to film. (laughs) Jeez, that's... But you see, I kind of like that era of comic book movies, though, where they weren't so beholden to having to, like, shoehorn in, like, everybody. You know what I mean? They could be a little original and, like, kind of cook up their own thing. You were able to adapt. Like, no one... I don't remember a lot of people giving Sam Raimi shit for, like, having Peter shoot the webs, like, organically instead of, oh, he's a genius and he has to be able to, like, make them web slingers. Like, that's part of the character. I get it. But it's an easier way to, okay, let's just speed this along. Yeah. And then they included them in the next Spider-Man movies and it doesn't really factor into anything. You know, it's like, who cares? Just give them organic. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know it's a big thing of like, they didn't like that. Oh, he's not blonde or he's not wearing the trench coat, but little, little picky things. But I think the demonology, the general disposition, I think it works. I have a good time with this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I still feel like there's a little bit of shakiness in, in Keanu as like this type of character though. Um, I think there's yeah. sometimes where he pulls it off and sometimes he doesn't, but overall it's still a fun Keanu role. It's like everything you want from him too, you know, there are <laughs> like definitely there's, like, a great... that, there's a lot of direction. I'm like, well, why did you yeah. choose this? And then there are sometimes like, Oh no, this is really nice. I like this, how you're choosing it. So, yeah. Uh, so we meet Constantine. He is called in by his friend, Hennessy, who I couldn't really tell if he's supposed to be a real priest or he's just a a guy that wears the collar to make it seem more official. But uh, well, what's Hennessy... the difference? I think yeah. um, <laughs> I think he is supposed to be real. It it seems like it would be like I wouldn't think he would just be okay with some guy wearing a collar who's not a priest. But you know he's a uh, alcoholic, and he wouldn't have like the magical powers, right? Because yeah. in this movie, it's like. Because there's at one point somebody's tell is like you're not a real I don't know there's something at one point where they're talking about like being a priest I don't remember but it's all part of the mythology I think he's playing into that kind of crime movie trope of like you know the unreliable sort of like a guy on the street that your hero goes to he's kind of filling mm-hmm. that void a little bit but he just happens to be a priest <laughs> but he still has all the other tropes of being a drunk and being a fuck and that's up. the great thing so he get he calls Constantine in because there's a it was like a 12 year old girl with a soldier demon inside of her. And he's like, I called you, John. I called you as soon as I couldn't do it myself. I called you. So then, uh, Constantine's like, all right, let's, let's, let's take this exorcism seriously. He lights a cigarette and then puts it down because he knows he's going to be ready to get that cigarette. Uh, lots of issues start happening. He has to get a giant mirror to put the demon into, and then throw out a window. 
but then he doesn't get the cigarette in time. It it goes out. <laughs> Kill, did you not like this scene? Was this not fun? Um the uh the cigarette was actually they couldn't get the shot right with a regular size cigarette so they had to make a big one so that's like a Ooh. massive prop that they made that is so really that they cool could get that shot yeah that's funny because i think during that scene with the this shot with the cigarette i was impressed with like how big the shot i was like i didn't notice mm-hmm. that it was just a bigger cigarette but I, like i felt the impact you're that's not cool. supposed to it's supposed it's to cool. look like it's a regular size one one of it's the, the best parts of the scene though is like as it's going on, there's a bunch of people holding the mirror up, and Constantine tells them not to look. And the one guy just kind of peeks his eyes open, and all of a sudden, his hair just all turns white. Oh, and he yeah. backs away into the in the corner and is now in the fetal position. Oh, yeah. This is what you're talking about, where like some of the, the directorial decisions really pay off, because this is some great... I mean, you mentioned Sam Raimi earlier. This is like... This is The Exorcists and Evil Dead in like a single yeah. scene. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because it actually really is like kind of it, it's got a pretty intense visual style like the makeup on the girl like the possession face is actually pretty creepy mm-hmm. um and it, it has that claustrophobia of the exorcist but then like this ludicrous action editing of the evil dead it's really fun and i kind of wish the whole movie were like this um so we also at this time meet Chaz kramer played by shia labeouf who is constantine's apprentice and drives a cab basically and just kind of is like 20 years old super baby face in this Mm -hmm. role will smith recommended him for this role by the way from working on irobot he's playing the same character basically (laughs) okay yeah if you remember his character in irobot who directed irobot i feel like was that anybody i i had the same thought earlier when i was watching constantine and i forgot to look it up but i was going to let me see all right, 2004, directed by Alex Proyas. Oh, yeah, he kind of is somebody. He's kind of cool. Uh, he did Dark City. He just made some interesting stuff, yeah. The Crow, Dark City, Knowing. Oh, he did oh, Gods he of did Egypt. he did The Crow. Oh, The Crow, I mean, I was going to say a little bit about The Crow, talking about Constantine, too. So that's actually pretty, uh, uh it's a nice coincidence. Because this kind of is like, it's almost trying to be the two the mid two thousands versions of the crow. <laughs> I kind of feel yeah like to an extent. I can totally see that. This dude did a lot of music videos as well, and I believe the director uh, John wait Francis Lawrence. I think Francis Lawrence uh, did a bunch of music videos and stuff too. Oh yeah, it really shows. I mean, like it's got a it's got that like that action editing I mentioned is more. It's like MTV music video editing. Yeah, uh, it's very like it's it's stylized. But not to the extent like the crow is like it looks at times like it's, you know, comic book ink on the screen, the way it's like shot and lit. And this is a little more grounded in reality at times. And then it, you know, gets heavy into CGI and stuff. But um, I can see like the, the, the visual similarities between like this and that. Uh, so right after this is when we meet uh, Rachel Weiss. That's the correct pronunciation. Weiss, I believe. Uh, she plays a cop and a Catholic who uh, is at confession talking about how she killed another suspect or another person and how she's always in the right time, the right place. She pulls the trigger. She doesn't even like need to see the person. She just knows where they are and, you know, uh, kills the bad guy. And Magic. she has a twin who is in the mental asylum who then kills herself. 
and Rachel Vice comes in and is like, no, my my sister wouldn't kill herself. God's the only one that ever loved her. She'd never commit a mortal sin. And then at the same time, Constantine has coughed up blood and has gone to the hospital where we learn that he has uh, very aggressive cancer and they're giving him a couple months to a year or so. Now, did you guys ever smoke? Uh, I, now I smoked then. for 12 years, and it's still one of those things watching them on like movies and TV. Yeah. It's very like, oof, it sounds good right now. Yep. I think about it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't smoked in 11 years. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to be at 6 nine, ten, this, something like that. this New Year's, but yeah. Just like every time, like he gets he gets the cancer diagnosis. First thing he does, light up a cigarette. Of course. Well, what's the point at, at this point? You know, if he knows he has less than a year. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. So at this point, they run into each other. Rachel Vice is trying to get the elevator, and Constantine has a little like smart whip. What is it? Like, oh, uh, are you going down? And he says, "Not if I can help it." As the elevators close, ha 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 ha. Uh, and then we do the supply run, which may be like one of my favorite parts of the movie where Beeman comes over with all the little gadgets and we get uh, shavings from the bullet of the assassination attempt on the Pope. There is holy water from the River Jordan. What was it? Dragon's Breath, which he didn't know he could get anymore. Oh, yeah. And then the Screeching Beetle, which I thought was just super fun. I love that guy. I like any kind of gearing up montage. Yeah, like that. Like, it's yeah a little supply run. And then he gives them cough syrup mm-hmm. on the house. Like, <laughs> what a deal. And then, oh, and I do love that Beeman's payment is a um, a noisemaker machine that like makes the sheep sound. And then when you see his lair later, like, they're just kind of stacked up on shelves. Okay, so after that, we go and we meet, again, one of the other best actors in this movie, Tilda fucking Swinton, as Gabriel. Yeah, this guy, I had no idea she was in this, and it, what really cool cast, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool casting, it's, and she's again, having a good it's time like with this, too. It's the, like the David Bowie-esque androgyny of like her look and that i i think this was the first time or the first thing i ever like saw her in oh wow that's a cool it's a really cool introduction to like what she can uh you know the range she's got and who she can Mm -hmm. play and uh the stuff she can pull off yeah because i think again though like past 16 years like her career like really took off i feel it was like this and then the next big thing probably was michael clayton which she didn't she just was nominated i don't think she won that oscar but i don't think so yeah anyway so uh constantine goes to see gabriel wants an extension because he's been doing all this good and they actually have a real good conversation i like about how you know constantine doesn't believe which is what god wants obviously you know because he knows and there is a difference and we also learn that uh, Constantine is scheduled to go to hell. And that's that's the whole thing, that he committed suicide as a child, or, yeah, like a teenager, and that the mortal sin, he is going to hell. 
At the same time, Rachel Weiss is there trying to get, yeah, a Catholic funeral for her sister, and they talk a little bit more. So, uh, this point, it's raining, Constantine makes a joke about, you know, God has bad punchlines, something like that, and then walks off into the rain, then goes by as another bottle of cough syrup, and then gets attacked by the bug demon guy, which I was like, this is the, this is one of the coolest scenes, so fun. Oh, yeah. And this is, I think, I did enjoy the CGI. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I think sort of CG works best on this. Was with the the bees attacking him or all the bugs. It's and it's 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 still creepy, even though it's kind of clearly CG. Very dark, but yeah, the 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 effect looks great. Like his face is really cool. One of the things, like as he comes up to him, like a crab crawls across Constantine's (laughs) hand. So he's he's not just bugs like Oogie Boogie. He's like all sorts of animal critter things. Uh, so yeah. this is when we get to use the screeching beetle. And every time he does it, like all the bugs swarm away and then come back, which was just a really cool little effect. And then he kills them by uh, getting him hit by a bus. That was it. Like yeah. a little cargo <laughs> van goes down the highway yeah. and kills him. And then he starts like violently smashing his little bug body. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. This <laughs> has can't to just get let like, two go. or three more squishes in there. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I think Keanu shines is when those kind of like more jokey moments like that where he's kind of playing into like I keep mentioning Evil Dead, but playing into like an Ash Williams type character. You know? Yeah, I think he does do the uh, the comedy really well and gets the timing mm-hmm. down. The um, Again, jumping right to the end when he's giving the finger to the devil. Perfect. Like, it looks, it's so good. Okay, so after the bug man, uh, that's when he needs to go and see Papa Midnight, played by Daijman Hanzu. I don't Ooh, know okay. how right that is. I'll take your word for it. Pretty close, I think. Um, another just great performance. Like, so good in this. Uh, he is what like a witch doctor who tries to be neutral and Keanu walks in there I need to use the chair and he's like I uh, it would almost certainly kill you but I am neutral and I will not do it I think he's he's really good in this small role I always love seeing him pop up in anything um but I do think this scene kind of like is where this movie lost me a little bit with like it's this is kind of far into this movie at this point like maybe 30 40 minutes and we're still getting like a pretty steady supply of like exposition and rules kind and of thrown out in every scene. Yeah, yeah. Like, and this is we meet him, and then we meet Balthazar, which is like yes. the demon version of Gabriel. And they had yes. a meeting. There's something about oh, oh, and this is where they they mention the fact that uh, Constantine is the one soul the devil will come up to collect himself. Why? What makes him special? I think it's just that he's foiled his plans so many times that he's exercised so many demons to hell. Right. Like, they mention it, like, it's like going to the prison where you're the cop that put every... It's like Maniac Cop, basically. And Keanu Reeves is Robert Dazar? Yeah. Whatever his name is. (laughs) Or like, um... Uh, Rorsch- uh, Rorschach, Rorschach, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in Watchmen, yeah, yeah. 
Um, also, you didn't mention that Gavin Rossdale plays Balthazar in a very sleek suit. His hair slicked back. So sleek, yeah. You can't slick that hair back any further. <laughs> That's it's what a very I would odd guess. Like, if things like demons and, like, God and the devil were real, I feel like they would, they would be, like, regular people, but just, like, it's really, like, manipulative and sexy. Yeah, definitely. Sleek and stuff. They get to a little, in a scene later with, with Hennessy and, like, uh... Balthazar, I think, is whispering in his ear to kill him. And he's, you know, he looks like a fucking Gordon Gecko wannabe. And then the yeah. liquor store clerk <laughs> is like this little tiny uh, Latin kid who's got angel wings. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this is just some interesting scene you had to put in. It's so. <laughs> it probably got a lot of stuff cut, I would imagine. Maybe it made I'm sense. Sure. And it, this is like two point. hours, so like this is a full movie. So long. It, it's like two fifteen, I think. It's yeah, it, it, it's fairly long. Uh, there's also we didn't mention to get into Papa Midnight's bar. There's like a psychic card test that you have to do, and Shia LaBeouf can't do it. So it's at that point where Rachel Vice realizes, oh, I need to go meet Constantine after watching that security footage. She goes and meets him. He's kind of an asshole, and she's just like, show, you know, point me in the direction I need to go, and he just points her at the door, and as soon as she leaves, he sees all of these flying soldier demons starting to, to head towards her, so he runs out, and they talk about how the, the whole idea of the universe is that God and Satan made a wager. For what? Who knows? Just bragging rights, apparently, but like, they can't do anything. They can only influence, like, indirectly. And she's like, ha ha, yeah, I don't believe any of this. And then a bunch of the, the flying demons, like, try to attack them. And he, I don't know, lights a piece of cloth on fire and somehow it's all magic and they're gone. Oh, that <laughs> is supposed to be one of Beeman's, one of the things that Beeman brought to him, apparently, but it was, uh, that scene was cut short, but it's supposed uh, to be a piece of Moses' shroud or something, so that okay. makes it explosive, I guess. Yeah, that would make <laughs> sense. I thought it might have been something like a Shroud of Turin s thing. That would, that would make, everybody knows that Moses' shroud is flammable, yeah, mm -hmm. common knowledge. Mm-hmm, because of, of the burning What are those things bush. called... They're not pop rocks, but what are those like? They're I, they're considered fireworks, but they're those little like teeny tiny things Sparklers? that you just throw at the ground and they snap. Oh, um, I, I think I've just heard them called poppers before, but that also Maybe. could be something yeah, else. Something like that. Poppers, are yeah, poppers else, so. is definitely something different. <laughs> I think we just called them poppers growing up, so we didn't know any better. <laughs> so this is when they are trying to decide if. Isabel, Rachel Weiss's uh, twin, is in hell. So Constantine needs uh, possession of her. So they go back to uh, Weiss's apartment. And he's like, oh, there's this cat named Duck that was hers. And so he's like, oh, cats are great. You know, I can get in and out. No problem. And it's kind of a cool scene. Like, they put water on the floor. He puts his feet in. And all of a sudden... As Rachel Weiss is closing the door, you know, Keanu is in hell. Or, I guess, well, L.A. He... hell? But I didn't know L.A. could get any more hellish. But uh, Hey, uh... Did it, yeah, it didn't look any different <laughs> to me. I mean... 
that's what the 405 usually looks like am i right, am that's, I right? yeah that's, yeah that's what i'm seeing out my window at this very moment yeah um but not only does he just put his feet into water but he takes the cat in his hands it's like full-on mm-hmm. stares it down and basically enters hell through the like with the assistance of the cat <laughs> i love that they don't explain it it's just this thing it's just some cat's help you know to help no, no, in and i out. can i can walk in and out of hell as i see fit yeah. Um, so at this point they find like oh yeah it is uh isabel is in there and i captured her uh what do you call it? those like medical wristbands that the hospital gives you i think it's this is the scene where hennessy dies he uh gets i can't remember specifically he's scared about something and then he walks into a liquor store and drowns himself he's in like, alcohol i think but he's he checking out any in his mouth he doesn't I don't I think it's he doesn't see it pouring into his mouth, but it all is pouring into his mouth. That's what I gathered. Right. He doesn't That's how I thought it too. Because that's what they say is like he choked. Just that's it. Yeah. Sliding yeah, down his esophagus without him mm-hmm. noticing. And yeah, as he's yeah, drowning in alcohol, he grabs a corkscrew and stabs his hand in a uh, pattern to leave a clue for Constantine later on. Um, so this is when we start learning about the Bible in hell and how there's all these other things and, uh, the kind of plot of them. We're finally getting into like the bad guy. The whole plot of the movie is that the son of the devil, Maman wants to take over. He wants to get into the family business and to do that, to come to earth, he needs one a powerful psychic to uh possess and then he needs what do they they refer to it as divine intervention and this is yeah. where the spear of destiny comes into play because we haven't even really seen that guy for a long time now he's in la all of a sudden you know he has to get ready for battle so he makes a gun a cross gun type thing that like takes that gold shotgun shells the dumbest looking gun yeah. i have ever seen that's so silly <laughs> in my life but it kills I love demons it. it's great yeah it made me think of um and he puts the uh, fire or the dragon's breath right on top like a little flamethrower yeah that part like, was yeah. that part was cool it makes me think of the guns in men in black and then this this movie in general kind of has a man in black vibe at times, and that window right. sealed it when he's standing there with that gun. Like the yeah, oh the giantness God. of it. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes and is trying to like figure shit out, and goes to Balthazar, and which I think is a really fun scene. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna send you to hell. I'm gonna send you to heaven," and starts like getting ready that he's going to forgive him for all his sins, and then Balthazar <laughs> gives up the information and the counter is like oh yeah by the way you have to ask to be forgiven <laughs> so many rules <laughs> i like that scene a lot too because of the makeup on balthazar's face it's like yes. a lot of cg assistance too but certain shots it's like a curly uh, it's got prop head and makeup and stuff on him and it looks really good well yeah like his outer shell has broken and it's like green mm-hmm. underneath his teeth are all really fucked up like it's a it's a really good shot um, so this is where he goes back to Papa Midnight uh, with the gun and is like, I need to use the chair. And then Papa like grabs him and puts his fingers inside of him. 
and like hoist him up, which was just really fun. Again, it's like, you dare tell me in my house? Um, which is just a great, you know, thing Deichmann can can pull off like perfectly. Oh yeah, he's got the the gravitas. Yeah, that was some good and, voice work, Murph. Oh, thank you. And then uh, Keanu, like again, is really good with that's a two hundred dollar shirt. By the way, like just perfect timing. The idea of the chair, so it was the electric chair at the Sing Sing uh, Correctional Institution that so many souls died through and i he refers to it as surfing i'm not really sure what it is but it seems like you can surf the astral plane and like yeah apparently go back and forth in time in location and just learn anything you need so this is like zach baggins when he bought um jack of car <laughs> This is what he was hoping to do. Yeah. 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 That's what he we should write for astral surfing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this reminded me of Johnny Mnemonic, like him going into cyberspace or something, too. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Johnny Mnemonic with Keanu. Oh, oh, God. So long ago. They throw water on the floor. He puts his feet in it. And then Deichman, uh breaks a light bulb and then stabs him and electrifies him. To, again, he can figure out whatever he needs to. And this is where he basically has this uh, all the visions about the spirit destiny. And he knows what to do, where to go, all this stuff. And it's at the hospital where uh, Isabel killed herself. That's where it's all going down at the end. And, oh yeah, we forgot to mention, after this was, after the Balthazar scene, Rachel Weiss was with him. And she gets like whisked away by some unknown force and so that's what he goes to papa midnight he needs to figure out what this is about also great shot with when they're doing the chair thing like it's kind of high and uh like lower down it's kind of a dutch angle uh deichman has the bottle of vodka you know ask him if he's ready for it and keanu's like no and just (laughs) does it anyways Again, these are one of the things, like, the direction at sometimes is really good. Yeah, you get these great set pieces like that, that are kind of zany and fun and, you know, a little bit shocking, even. Uh, well, I mean, literally here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Pun unintended, but the other one that yeah, I yeah. always I'll take is it. <laughs> when um, Constantine meets Gabriel for the first time and they're arguing, and he, like, throws the Bible on the floor. Like, it was just a really good emotional, like, landing punch. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so they go, or so they realize it's going to be at the, the hospital. They're going to prepare. They're melting down gold. Shia LaBeouf's making some bullets. And they're like, oh, what's going to happen? Well, if I have this enchanted cross, I could make all of the uh, water in the plumbing system, holy water, and then we'll just... Uh, do the sprinkler system, and then they'll all be weakened, and I can kill them much easily, much more easily. So that's the plan. So smart. They, Seriously, it is. It really is. I, it's kind of like a reverse of that scene from Blade, where they have the blood in the sprinkler system for oh, the vampires. Yes. You know, that's my favorite part yeah. of the entire Blade series is that opening shot. It's so it's good. Yeah, more movies. <laughs> more movies need to use utilize sprinkler systems like that. It's always fun. So that's the plan. They put the cross in the water. Constantine walks in and there's all the demons and tells them, you know, disperse or I will, you know, support you back to hell. 
<laughs> and he just he does this very calmly and stands on a chair and then gets his lighter out and just holds it towards it. Uh, and did you guys notice the 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 person who says it's holy water? It yeah, was Michelle, Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan. Yeah. Wait, whoa! I didn't notice that. Oh shit! It's like <laughs> she has one shot and is saying it's holy water. They go to Keanu and then it comes back to her and she's like melting. It's very very. That's quick. really cool. Oh man. I think she was supposed to have a little bit more to do in the movie, and that was cut, if I remember correctly. Yeah, her, it, in the IMDb, her, I think the character is like Ellie or something, so I'm I'm sure it was probably the 20 to 30 extra minutes that we didn't get to see uh, <laughs> left on the cutting room floor. And Kill's like, why can't we have another 30 or 40 minutes left on the cutting room floor? <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that statement. Okay, so it's the end conclusion. What's happening is Rachel Weiss has been possessed by Maman, and the uh, Mexican guy with the spirit destiny is there. We try what I'm kind of I'm trying to think of how it like the progression of it is. They try to stop it, and then all of a sudden, Shia LaBeouf gets like killed, and then. Keanu has Sad. to do the weird tattoo arm thing about I command you into the light. And then that's when we see the other bad guy of the movie is Gabriel Tilda Swinton. Ooh. And it seems their motivation was uh, people don't love God anymore. So you got to go through some hard shit and then you're going to love God. Yeah. Like, the ex. The explanation of this, like, people shit on The Matrix Reloaded for the architect speech, but this is just as confusing, if not more confusing, like, her trying to explain the motivation here. It's like, God loves you, but you don't deserve his love, so I'm going to make you deserving by making you suffer. It's, I get it logically, but the way she puts it is so convoluted. Well, it's again, and then Keanu, or, yeah, Constantine's like, you're insane. Like, this is not (laughs) the way to do this, like. You've gone off base, man. Isn't that like the story of Job too? Isn't that a common Bible thing? Job was like this believer, and then God they put fucking him to tortured the test. him for no yeah. reason. Oh, he was a bet with the devil, right? <laughs> it was a uh, was a bet. Like, oh, I bet he will, he'll stop loving you. I'll just like be meaner to him. So Gabriel's like, okay, this is what's gonna happen, uh, and pushes Constantine to the other room. And it's basically a game over. So what's going to happen? He needs to call in the big guns. Who's the one guy who's going to come up from hell to collect his soul personally? The devil. So he slits his wrists. And then we get like one of the best depictions of Satan, I think, ever, really. I mean, Kill, I know you can have your problems with this movie, but do you at least <laughs> like this depiction? No, actually. Really? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked like shit. He looked like like sickly in the face, right? He's, got... He's all pale and stuff. And yeah, like... yeah. He's got something strange going on there, definitely. But yeah, he was supposed to be in leather trousers and bare chested with a dog collar with spikes on it and like tattoos all over his no. face and chest. So that's See, why that's, Peter wow. Stormare went with that. The, no, that's more like Jared Leto's Joker type. Tar like that's what. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying, I guess, when it's like the, because that is, that, that would make sense in The Crow. I could see that existing in that movie, but not this. That would not have fit with the rest of what we have, had seen up to that point. I he's not in this movie very long, but I just love he makes a meal out of every single line he has. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he's always he's ending every sentence with a different weird little tick, you know, or like uh, screwing up his facial expressions or whatever. It's it's so cartoonishly good. So Keanu is basically saying, "Hey, how's the family? Your son's in the next room, and with Gabriel." So that's what really kind of piques his interest. So. The devil's like, all right, let me go check this out, and goes and grabs Rachel Vice, And so they do this in the time stoppage, like they did with Keanu going into hell, that as he's bleeding out, the Gabriel's like plunging the spear, and it just instantly stops. So now uh, the devil just kind of grabs Rachel Vice, and Gabriel just plunges it down into the tiles, and they have the confrontation where Gabriel then like, oh, I can just like kill you for God. I'll do that now. Ha ha ha. And tries to punch the devil. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like the punch stops a millimeter between in front of his face. And then is like, uh-oh, someone doesn't have your back anymore. And he like licks the knuckle a little bit. So weird. <laughs> It's like a little Bugs and, Bunny moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when he does some, like, devil thing where he blows Maman out of Rachel Weiss back into hell, and then Gabriel gets blown back, and their wings are destroyed in the process, apparently making them mortal. And the devil walks back to Constantine and says, all right, what do you want? You want, like, more time on Earth? I get it, blah, blah, blah. And Constance says, no, no, what I want is Isabel's soul to go to heaven where it belongs. And he's like, what? Really? Okay, well. And I do love that it like kind of does this head twitchy thing. And then it's like, okay, done. Instantaneous. He grabs Constantine's leg. I'm going to pull you on down to hell. And as he's pulling him, like the actual like ground starts pulling with him like it's a uh, like like constantine weighs sixteen thousand tons and then all of a sudden it's like oh it made me think of like when a dog goes limp and you're trying to like drag a dog across a floor because they don't right like, wander, right you know, but and then it up. turns out <laughs> that there are there's celestial forces pulling him skyward that this was an act of uh, uh selfish selflessness 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 this was an act of selflessness that then allowed him or entry into the kingdom of heaven so that's when uh keanu turns around and just gives the finger to the devil perfect wonderful and the devil was so mad about this that he's like nope here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pull out all of that cancer from you and uh fix you so you're now now you're back you're mortal you have more time to uh fuck up and go to hell what a punishment yep right and then uh instead of killing gabriel he just punches him and they leave him be this is pretty much the end of the movie there's a lot of sexual tension between keanu and rachel like are they gonna actually do it will they won't they um 
Like they do it multiple times, like him putting the necklace on her, like like, oh, oh they're gonna yeah. kiss. He's like, No, no, I'm just putting this like protection on you. And then at the end when he goes to grab the spear of destiny, it's like he's going to kiss her and then doesn't. Um, they didn't want to do any of the kissing, I guess. There was a uh, some of the stuff that I was reading about is that I guess Rachel Weiss wanted to kiss Keanu, of course. But they didn't want to, the director didn't want to shoot that because they didn't want that to end up in the movie. So they just didn't want the option of it ever ending up being edited in. So, Oh, poor Rachel Weiss. I mean, she just wants to kiss Keanu. Just give her what she wants. (laughs) I like it. I think it it leaves it because there is, there is a thing for this. It could be more sequel. There could be more. Um, Yeah. Oh, again, at the end of it. So Constantine is changing his ways. He's chewing gum instead of smoking cigarettes now. That's kind of the big uh, the capper. Oh, and then did you guys watch the after credit scene? Did you happen yes. to pick up on um, this? No, I stopped the movie immediately as soon as I thought it was done. <laughs> I, I did only see it by accident. I left the room during the credits and then wandered back in. Right as it and started. wandered back in. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Keanu goes to Shia LaBeouf's gravestone and is like, really, you know, kind of sad and places his gold lighter on top of it and as he walks away the angel Shia LaBeouf like lands down on the tombstone and like looks very uh angsty and then flies away it took me a second to even realize who it was he looks so (laughs) he's different he looks really strange he's got some weird eyes yeah that Mm -hmm. Zippo that lighter was actually a, a real lighter made by Zippo that had uh, St. Benedict around the case. It was, I think it was made for the movie. That's I liked cool. it. It was cool. Do we have any thought? I mean, that was, that's, it was a, a an in-depth movie. Like, there's a lot of moving parts Absolutely. in this. So, anything you guys want to call out? Favorite parts? Anything we missed? In terms of favorite parts, it's got to be the stare down with the cat. Because that is just a moment where the movie, to me, was... I mean, like, I'm not even joking. It was, like, firing on all cylinders at that point. Like, Keanu's performance was funny, the way he's just, like, a setting mm-hmm. up for it, not really explaining anything. Oh, cats will help. Just, you know, the uh, shot put it, put of the their f- eyes. Put the water on like, the floor. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's when I feel like the moving parts and, like, the, the, the way that the movie was just kind of, like, going through. There's a lot of moments of people sitting down and explaining rules and the situation of what's happening. But that was a fun part where I think they did a great job of showing you instead of just having you know a character is say like yeah yes yeah which i think can happen a little too much in this movie but that scene that's where a lot of the fun is coming through for me and um whenever the movie was in that mode i had a really fun time with it but then it really slows down whenever you have anything kind of to do with the, with the sister subplot and unfortunately rachel vice like she's kind of relegated to just doing a lot of that stuff and i think she's good in this it's just not as interesting as the rest of the movie you know Something that I found interesting also about Rachel Weiss is that um, there's at least one full-size replica of her body used in this movie. I think there may have been two. I don't know if you use the same one for both oh. things. But when um, she's like Angela, the character Angela is looking down at her dead sister at the morgue and she's like picking glass out of her right. face or something. Ooh, right. That's a that's like a that's the replica. And then the second replica or possibly the same one used twice. I don't know. Um, it's when her character flies backwards through through the building they used a, like a smaller replica of her body, which was shot backwards through the miniature office, and then they added a bunch of like light and wind effects and stuff. That's really cool. I really liked that going backwards to the walls scene. That was some prime 
Sam Raimi and it, yeah, yeah. stuff. Keanu, like, it, she gets pulled through an elevator, and then Keanu has to jump over the elevator, and then he's chasing after her up into the window. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a very really awesome fun. shot. Um, do you guys think she got to keep any of those replicas? <laughs> I hope. I really hope she got to keep one. Oh, I would. I would totally yeah. just keep the dead one, the, the yeah. dead version of me, like, in my house somewhere. Like, maybe in a room by itself, just yes. in the middle of the room on a table, like it's in a morgue. And then I'll tell people, like, oh, the bathroom is down the hall, first door on the right. And then they go in there and they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's actually across the hall on the left. So I do that on purpose. <laughs> that it, That's, I, I love it. It's the ultimate party trick. Um, I would imagine, like, a glass case, like, linen, you know? That's what I would want. Laying down. I I like to imagine it's probably like she lost track of it, and it's actually in Darren Aronofsky's like attic, like uh, like <laughs> right next to like a Noah rock monster angel sculpture. Is mm-hmm. he's gonna go through it one one spring cleaning? Like, what the fuck is this? I haven't been married to this bitch in like a decade. <laughs> what is this doing here? <laughs> one of my favorite things I didn't uh, mention was when they're leaving papa midnights uh right before the the final confrontation he kind of does the spit thing and starts praying right in front of shia labeouf shia like what, what's what are you doing he's like i'm praying for you and then he turns around and he's gonna do it to keanu and he's just like come on and just walks away <laughs> like, again just really good comedic timing but any any further thoughts before we give a uh, give a rating Final thought here. So this movie, like another movie in our September lineup, is also on Roger Ebert's most hated list. Ooh. Mm. Like The Devil's Reign? Yep. Wow. Jeez. Hey, uh, good company, oh, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Roger. can't Just can't get down with the devil, I guess, you know? Hmm. Well, that sounds like a personal problem for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come <laughs> on, man. Um, I did want to say, talking about like uh, the Rachel effects, uh, Rachel effect, uh, the effects on Rachel Vice and all. I like the possession scenes in this a lot. When you have got like the CGI face kind of coming out of their stomach, and very often like Keanu Reeves is just straight up punching this weird thing and <laughs> growing out of their bodies mm. in the face. It, it's it's a lot of fun. It's the like, time when it's coming out of that CG little girl's was... neck. He just he just yeah. straight up punches yeah. like as hard as he can. Oh, it's and great. then she's okay. Like, even after he was, like, he had that thing burning into that girl's face, and then afterwards she just looks a little bit tired. Not a mark on her. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that I really like is, like, when he goes in to do that exorcism, he has, like, a key ring that has a bunch of different symbols, and he just kind of shines them up into the light until he finds the one that affects him. It's like, oh, okay, now I know what you are, like, yeah, your name type of thing. So if there's nothing else, we can. Uh, what do we want to rate it out of? We could do hmm. um, Zippo lighters. We could do giant demonic mirrors. There could be uh, cross guns. Ooh, cross guns! There you go. Why don't we That's just it. do it out of Tilda Swinton's? Ooh, I kill. Like that is the most genius thing I think I've ever heard. I I wish we could retcon this whole podcast and rate everything out of Tilda Swinton's. Hey, moving forward, maybe it is what we do. Yeah. 
but <laughs> hey, I'm the one with the ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kill. Thank you. So we will be rating out of Tilda Swinton's. I am the host. I will go first. I did not mention, but this movie was uh, came out when I was working at a movie theater. So I remember going to see this in theaters that I had to be 17 at the time, getting super baked right before it <laughs> and just having like the best time. Like it is, I think that might be why I love it so much is just that first time I was enraptured with all of it to the point where I was, I was so confused I didn't, again, I didn't know who Tilda Swinton was. I didn't realize that Gabriel was the same person at the end because she's wearing a suit in that first scene and then like something else. And I'm like, Is, was that oh. the same person? I'm Her just outfit blazed the out of my is so mind. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of um, like white, jump, not jumpsuit yeah. thing. And then she I ha- think it's, also it's has meant a... to look like a straight jacket, I think. Yeah. And it has yeah. she has a bunch of medical the medical ID bracelets around her wrist. It's another really kind of cool touch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Keanu's fun. Pierre Stormare is one of the best devil representations, in my opinion. You know, Papa Midnight. You have so many good things. Very few are are bringing it down. I'm gonna have to give this a 4.20 Tilda Swinton's baby. Ooh. <laughs> wow. 4.20. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go, Greg. Go, Greg. Okay. So this is my first time seeing this. I'd wanted to see it when it came out. I was a bit younger when this came out than, than you were, Murph, so I was not working at the movie theater. I was probably not allowed to go see it by myself at that time, but um, I was always kind of sad that I missed it. Then I heard bad things about it, how it wasn't a good representation of the character, but then it was still fun in its in its own way. And I, I yeah, I had a great time with it too. There's a lot of elements I really, really like tapped into, and I loved that it was, um, as I've said before, like kind of the same in the same vein as like uh, the Crow or uh, you know the Blade movies or even like that kind of first X Men movie um, in terms of being like a harder, kind of grittier comic book movie, a little more you know, kind of grounded in realism and, um, like darker. Uh, so I really liked that aspect of it. Um, but I found that it really got, I mean, I was with you kill when, as soon as it was, the credits came up, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> like about time kind of, it, it carried on for a little too long. And I feel like it gets a little too melodramatic with the sister stuff. Um, and that's kind of where Keanu is a little off for me too but whenever it's in action mode whenever it's got a good like a set piece going on i've always i've i was really into it and yeah it's an awesome depiction of satan like i mean like he's not in a lot of it but he delivers with what he has so i'm gonna say this is a three point i'll say it's a 3.3 repeating how about that (laughs) 3.3 repeating what greg yeah tilda swins there we go and repeating because I will be watching it again, super baked at some point, and seeing how that affects it too. You know, I'll try to get into your mindset. I I think it like definitely helps. Well, I guess it's my turn, so um, I'm gonna go with one tildes. Wow, that's oh it. God. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm done. No, I I couldn't get into it. I tried to watch it. I tr- honestly like four or five times. Oh, and I kept falling asleep. I I tried to get super high as well, and it, 
just it did nothing for me. Um, I'm glad you guys joy- enjoyed it. I think maybe if I had seen it younger, I-, I just don't know. It's very, the religious stuff really turns me off. Um, I don't, it's just not something that I get at all. And if there's so many arbitrary rules and just so much stuff going on. And I also, comic book movies, I, I think I don't understand comic book movies a lot of the times because like the Suicide Squad, I had a hard time with that one mm-hmm. as well because i just didn't know i didn't understand the world i think i'm just not used to that type of mm-hmm. type of fantasy type of thing so it's just really confusing to me and there's just all the rules in this movie it was just so stupid but i know that people believe these things as well which is also angering and so that's kind of the thing for me i don't believe any of these things but i i am fascinated by these type of like depictions of like yeah i don't believe in god or the devil but like to see like oh yeah there are there are angels there are these rules like yeah. are, like give me them rules like i want this kind of complicated hierarchy it, it just makes me think that the people in. that yeah it just makes me think the people that wrote the bible would have been really into dnd a couple of, you know a couple of centuries <laughs> later it's just it's like oh yeah that's pretty that's creative and fun in a fantasy way yeah it's not fun if you actually believe that and like kill people over it but you know i like the idea of possession you know monsters possessing you and you know you know, having to challenge. I can say, get down I, I, with that fun. kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the thought that people believe that this is a real thing is. Yeah, I know it's. It's, it's hard for it's me crazy. to get into in, in in that kind of like mythology. I guess in a movie is. It's just I just don't get it. There's so much of it, and I think I just missed. Yeah, that, I feel you on the. Thing. I feel you on the rule, like all the the rule dumps in this movie. It does get to be quite a bit. So many rules. <laughs> And but things like this too, like in, when you have a movie or a TV show where there's like all these crazy rules, but then like sometimes, like you know, you can bring the one character back from the dead because they're yeah they're special because they're friends with the the main <laughs> character or something like that. Exactly. It, it's just oh, you mean like John Snow? Like, like, did we ever get any fucking explanation? Just like oh, you just came back, magic, eh, whatever. Yeah, but it's like I mean, not possible ever again or before yeah. that that it happens just uh, yeah the groundwork was kind of laid out but like, it didn't really seem to even affect him as a character like he barely even talked about it afterwards right you know it was just well, they like, had, well, yeah, he's that's back true. now the, but they had like the whole dondarian stuff and then like in the books mm-hmm. it turned into the the mom caitlin right and then like yeah the gray lady the or fa- whatever and like who who the fuck knows where that's going? But yeah, all right, sorry. Let's not. Let's. Not, this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. No one wants that no, anymore. No, no. Okay, no. so I have that a, ship I have out. a family feud game for you guys. Ooh. Wait, I'm not done. I still haven't talked oh. about the the Satan representation yet. Okay, Ooh, yeah, 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 go, go for it. Well, you started with the Peter... one, so. Yeah, well, I the Peter Stormare, I I think is awesome in everything that he does, and I. Um, I liked him in this, but I thought that the representation of was supposed to be the devil. Um, he just seemed, like I said, he looked kind of like shit. Like he looked sickly and kind of gross and just very, like the way that he talked, he just didn't seem very healthy to me. (laughs) I don't know if that's like a thing that Satan is supposed to do. So I don't know. Um, but I was thinking about it as I was watching this. No, no, he's known for his calisthenics. The only thing (laughs) that we really know about like hell is what one side is telling us so i'm kind of starting to think that maybe hell is this like great socialist utopia (laughs) yeah seems like it i think so 
Well, I think one of the the best like uh, depictions of hell is South Park, and there's uh, it's always like you know interesting, fun, or there's a party happening, and then when you mm-hmm. go to heaven, it's all Mormons doing like arts and crafts work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not want to be in heaven either. Okay, so we're doing Family Feud, and Kill's gonna hate it because we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Uh, the bad guy of this movie and what the devil is, we're going to talk some angels. Now, there are seven different types of angels. And we're going to do Family Feud. We can uh, start with Kill, if you have a guess, and then we'll go back and forth. Types of angels? Types of angels. There are seven. Uh... I don't I don't have any idea because uh, they're all supposed to be good, right? Yes. Good and bad. <laughs> I don't know. Um, f- furry. Furries. <laughs> I do not believe there are any furry angels. But. <laughs> I'm going to preemptively say congratulations, Greg, for winning this game. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to give you a point. I'm giving you a point for the cherubs because cherubs are furry. Now, they are the ones that are like four faces. It's like a man, an ox, a lion, an eagle, and then they have a bunch of different kind of lion's body, feet of an oxen, all that kind of stuff. So congratulations, Kayla. You got cherub. (laughs) Oh, okay. Greg, do you have any Good work, Kayla. Yeah, I think the only one I might know for certain is Archangel. Yes, that is the one of the most famous, and that is actually uh, what Michael and Gabriel are uh, mentioned as in the Testament. They they think like Satan probably was or Lucifer as well, but um, there's not like specifically mentioned in right. You know, King James. Oh, there's no whatever. evidence. All that bullshit. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's no literary documentation. Yeah. They haven't found the birth certificate yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they will. They'll, they'll track it down. Kill, do you have any other guess? <laughs> um, okay, so I went with furries last time. So I'm going to go with... Um, they have like a dominatrix style, some like a dom style. <laughs> Angels? Okay, so you're you're right on the money for powers or authorities. The powers right. are a given name because they're angels who have power over evil forces, which the wow. angels are able to restrain to keep them from doing harm. You're really good at this game, Kill, actually. You nailed it. I have to Google other sexual fetishes real quick because I'm out <laughs> of ideas now. <laughs> Your two go-tos are off the table now. Oh, no, actually, I just thought of a whole bunch more. Go ahead. I'm excited for my next turn. Greg, do you have any answers? You mentioned the cherubs, and I, I feel like I should have paid more attention to the beginning of Hexen when it was giving us the little PowerPoint presentation. Um, but I feel like, are there, are, there, are there ones that are called chariots? I don't know why that's coming to mind. Mm, no. Nothing, nothing I can give you an answer for that. Okay, I'm probably aren't, just thinking aren't of chariots the description of one. like your ride. There is one. Like, there, can you? 
there's some, some description angels be come in the form of a vehicle there's some description in the bible that's often cited as like it having wheels and turning a certain way and it, it like people kind of use that as evidence for like ancient ufos christine okay. so, was well, an you're, angel. you're getting a lot closer because yeah. that is what the seraphim is oh there you go it i never is... would have gotten that name <laughs> It is translated as burning one, and that is the mm. one that's like um, uh, six wings, human hands, voices. It's like these turning wheels and, yeah, that kind of shit. Um, they're one of the highest angelic class, and they serve as, like, the caretaker of the throne. And are uh, I think they're the angelic choirs that surround the... Mm. Uh, the throne and all that so good job i wish tillis had like eight wings and revolving hands in this movie that would have been great i mean i wouldn't have said she could get any more attractive than this movie but yeah <laughs> i might have spoken too soon okay, all right Kel. i'm gonna go with feeder gainer murph A what feeder gainer feeder gainer yes like when one person feeds the other person and the other person oh, just gains weight okay i never okay i guess i didn't know that that was like the specific there's a lot a lot more to it but okay there's an angel there are angels like that right <laughs> um no <laughs> god damn it well no there are principalities or rulers uh, come from the the Greek archai, and there are angels that guide and protect nations, groups of people, institutions such as the church. So they are really they're feeding people to make them gain. Hmm. There you go, nail on the head. Sweet, really stretching these definitions for me here. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, uh, Greg, do you have any <laughs> answers? I, I I couldn't come up with anything. This was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I? Oh, family feud. Sure, angels. yeah. That's, that we do. <laughs> Would guardian angels work as their own class of angel? That's gonna be my guess. Guardian angels. Mm, so there are the throne angels, which are the elders, or a class of celestial beings. They are they're more of like, uh, I guess they're kind of like the parliament. Okay. Of angels, almost. That's not really close to what you were saying, but that's that's the only. <laughs> I think one it's closer I... to what I'm about to say, which is autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> uh, so there are uh, virtues, uh, which are known for their controls of the elements, and then dominations or lordships. Uh, they're middle management angels. Okay, game over. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> We hit the big ones. We got the fairies I in there. I ruined it. No, that, I, I, didn't, I, that was I didn't want you to get to my sexual kink and then me not be able to play my poker face off very well. <laughs> it was probably coming pretty soon. Well, that's all I have for us. Uh, I believe the next movie's going to be hosted by Kill Me! Well. Yeah. All right. Yes. So I... I'm going to go with a movie that I quite enjoy and that I hope that you oh, no. you guys Damn like it. as well. Um, the Witch. Very excited to revisit The Witch. I am pumped. Um, have you guys both seen this before? Oh, I have, yes. 
back yeah when it i think probably just it came on prime finally and i and i watched it i will i'm interested to rewatch it as well we're going back sort of to the hexen stuff with the witchiness a little bit maybe oh, yeah, we can true. compare some of the things that we saw in that movie to this movie definitely yeah we went to like medieval times to the 70s to 2005 <laughs> and now back to medieval Time. Oh I yeah! Know. I thought you were going to tell us a story about how you went to medieval times, the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I I, I want to go. I would love to go to medieval times. Uh, well, when we when I come down to visit you, Greg, that's what we'll, we'll go eat every Absolutely. night. Medieval times. I legit. I legit think I do get a discount as part of, as a perk for my job. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I have been your host, Michael Murphy. Everyone calls me Murphy. With I've me as always. Well, I got in early, but I've been Greg. Um, I'm Kill. Thanks for watching, and hail Satan. Hail Satan! Listen, thanks everyone. for watching. Thank you for <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs>